Welcome to the new year and to the January 2023 episode of the Current Conversations podcast brought to you by Gloucester's Community Engagement and Public Information Department. Today, we're honored to have a very special guest, Carol Steele, our County Administrator for Gloucester County. Uh, Carol's going to be talking to us a little bit about some of the things the county has worked on over the past year and some of the vision going into the future, some of what we can expect uh, in 2023. Welcome, Carol, and thank you for being here with us. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be on here. Um, I'm very proud of your department and being on the second year of this new service to the community, and uh, it's just another great way to get information out. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, tell us just a little bit briefly about yourself, uh, about how long you've been with Gloucester County, and how long you've been in your current role as county administrator? I, I'm asked that a lot, and I usually make jokes about how I had to get a work permit when I started, because when I tell people <laughs> that, uh, like, I just celebrated my 36th anniversary working for the county, I don't want them to start adding up and figuring out how old I am. <laughs> um, but I, I have been here 36 years, uh, never dreamed of it. When I moved to Gloucester for the job, I you know thought this would be the first part of a, a, or a major part of my career, and then I would move on. And I absolutely fell in love with the community and have never wanted to leave. So I'm very happy. I was um, over 30 years in parks, recreation, and tourism, which which grew and expanded a lot while I was uh, working there as the director. And um, I got to see a lot of the community, get to know many people of the community, which has very much helped me in my current position. Um, I started in administration the beginning of 2018. And then last June 1st, I was appointed as the county administrator after serving for over a year as a, a, an acting county administrator. Great. And you know, we're so grateful for Carol's service. For those who don't know Carol, um, she constantly first and foremost on our mind is the community and the welfare of all the citizens in the community. And uh, we're just grateful that you're in this role and that uh, we've got your leadership. So um, looking back on 2022, what would you consider several of the greatest accomplishments the county government made? Well, first, let me thank you for that very nice compliment. And uh, I would give it back to you and how great it's been to, to know you and work with you since the days of the Gazette. And we were so glad we were able to steal you over here. <laughs> thank you. Um, it really, when the shoe fits, it fits. And that makes uh, success easier to happen. So I, I feel like uh, not only talking today about 22 and 23, but just overall, um, I've been very blessed and it's been a successful time. Um, looking back at 2022 specifically and uh, more of, I mean, lots of accomplishments, but I think ones that stand out um, Having been a newbie in the role and the transition, I, I think the relationship uh, with the board has been very positive. I enjoy working with all of them. I've spent some uh, individual time uh, with the different members and also in pairs and things. As you know, you know, if we get three together, it's a public meeting. So <laughs> That's right. We do different ways so that we can uh, network together. Um, and I think that's that I'm very, very proud of the relationship um, that that 
we've been able to form together as administration and with the board, not just me, but the whole admin team. I, I think also um, county government has had better relationship building in the last year that we're proud of in 2022 um, with our partners, the, the school system and their staff, uh, the school board, our fire and rescue and our nonprofits. So um, let's say relationships are great. Um, the, some of the more tangible specific things, the, the CIP funding for the Gloucester High School renovation. I think, you know, we all sort of want to cheer and um, that that project that was discussed for so many years was uh, fully funded and is getting ready to get underway. And, and not, to, is, not, not to not to interrupt you, but um, just for the general audience, um, when you talk CIP, uh, obviously that stands for Capital Improvement Plan um, Projects. Can you just explain a little bit? I know a lot of effort goes into that separate from the main county budget. So if you don't mind just kind of explaining that a little bit. Oh, thank you for calling me out on that. We're all in our industries get so uh, used <laughs> to our acronyms. Um, so, yes, uh, the capital budget is kept separate from the operating budget. I mean, it's all one pot of money, but we we adopt and embrace a, a five-year uh, capital planning, which is for projects that are 50000 and over. So you're looking at major pieces of equipment that are going to hang around for a long time, or generally construction. It could be acquisition, those kind of things. And uh, the, the school system has a capital improvement plan and, and the county has one and we get together and then the board adopts a, a combined plan. Great, thank you. I think we started the year out. I looked back and it was um, January when we did the transfer um, uh, MOU agreement with the school system, the school board and the board of supervisors on the old page site. Again, that was something that had been discussed for years and years, and, and sometimes not in the, the best way or the most <laughs> uh, positive way. So to have that site um, agreed upon that it's being turned over and that it's already being marketed and then the county is going to reuse it and, and parts of it and um, economic development for the other portion, that was a big accomplishment. Personally, uh, working with broadband, I, I couldn't leave that off the list of accomplishments, but I would also say personally, I'm um, disappointed that we didn't get further. Really sure. thought we would get further, but the, um, the supply of staffing and of parts that everybody is so familiar with, trying to get chips and things like that, uh, definitely slowed us down. Sure. But before the end of the year, before 2022 ended, we had our first uh, people connected to open broadband, the internet company, broadband company that the County Board of Supervisors in, entered into an agreement with. So we started, we just got a long way to go to, to uh, have the whole county covered. I, I, that's, you know, looking ahead, that's a 23 uh, accomplishment, I hope. And, and then and we're still pushing forward on it. That's the important thing. It is. It's it's just a must for everybody. Yes. And we we knew it and the pandemic proved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the final thing that I would say as an accomplishment is kind of goes back to the beginning of this conversation and talking about how Gloucester is a, a great place to live. And, you know, I love my job and the, the other county employees love their jobs. 
I think we provided um, through the sheriff's department and others a, a safe community and a quality of living that makes Gloucester a great place to be. Some of the challenges that, that we faced um, during the past year, you mentioned the broadband and not being able to get as far as, as we had hoped with that. Uh, what were some of the other challenges? We started out 2022 explaining to the board how far behind we were in um, competition mm -hmm. for staffing. The staff turnover was as high as we've seen it, um, I believe, ever. And um, the vacancies that we were, have had for extended times and still have in many cases, um, were just overwhelming. And that limits what you can do. And uh, the board was uh, very understanding. And um, we had a, a healthy cost of living increase uh, over 5% that was awarded in July. And that has helped a lot. And uh, it also was an issue with the school system. Mm -hmm. And so staff turnover, you know, and the vacancies, and they're, unfortunately, they're still happening, sure. <laughs> happening today. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's, that's just, uh, you know, a challenge uh, that, that we are facing as well as most every other community in the country. Absolutely. And, and also what we share in common with the citizens of the county um, as well as other, you know, people and governments throughout the country is the, the fighting inflation. Sure. Um, when I go to the grocery store, I still get shocked at the cost of certain things. And I, I had a conversation with a lady the other day about how much a dozen eggs cost. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> we, yeah. we were almost embracing as friends. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this horrible? You know? it is. And and so, um, I mean, we, you know, at, at board meetings and then, you know, walk around Walmart or wherever, the streets, Main Street, wherever, you know, you can hear citizens talking about inflation and complaining. Well, from a government perspective, we have we face it too sure. and uh the supplies that we purchase the fuel that we purchase and you think about you know the the deputies the inspectors the other offices that and the fuel that we use the school system and the pockets um our capital projects uh i mean in some cases doubling i mean things having to be rebid over and over again so inflation um as I know, it's often used as a reason why people think the budgets need to be cut, but I hope the citizens understand that the budget that we are stewards of and try to be excellent stewards of, we're facing inflation too. It's not like we have a, a, a waiver on that. <laughs> we exactly. don't. And that kind of, the, the final thing always is a challenge. I always tell people there's not enough time and there's not enough money. You know, if we could invent things... <laughs> We'd have a money tree growing out back and we would stop the clock or slow it down. Um, we have a very enthusiastic and um, eager staff that want to provide for our citizenry. We want to have the best services. We want to have projects completed. We, we want to please people. Sure. And um, the lack of resources, you know, at some point, you, you know, you're constrained by how many staff you have and mm -hmm. what your budget is and what the supplies you can get. So that's a that's a battle that's an ongoing one. But we felt it a little bit more in 2022, 2022. Yeah, I think I think everybody can pretty much relate to many of those things that you talked about. And 
looking ahead to 2023, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of the challenges from last year may be carried over to, to this year just because of the climate of the nation's economy and various things. But what um what do you anticipate being uh, additional challenges the county may face in the coming year? Well, I, I think they most of them do fall back down to funding and staffing. And, and um, I, I, you know, we talk with uh, other localities, uh, their staff, too. And there's kind of some jokes about we always have people saying this is a tough time or we don't know what the economy is going to do. And and you look back over the years, and you think, when did we never when did we not say that? Absolutely. Right? So <laughs> it's kind of like. Um, it is a, a, it's always a theme that we don't have a crystal ball. So when we are setting a five-year uh, capital improvement plan, or we're looking at a, a budget that's as much as 18 months away of things that you're going to be doing, we don't know what's going to happen in the economy. Um, it has been a little bit more up and down. Um, terrible things can happen in the environment, disasters, you know, floods, hurricanes, et cetera, all those things could could impact us. And so that makes people a little bit skittish. Um, and I think that we are known, and that's a, it's a good thing to, to sort of know who you are as a, a very conservative, uh, financially conservative community. And I think that uh, what I hear, the citizens and the board want to stay that way. So the challenge is how do we um, with that conservative approach, meet the needs and what is the role of government in that? Um, you know, it might be that people would think that uh, businesses or other things can, can handle it, but a lot of times um, it is the government's role. Um, so looking ahead into 2023, as far as accomplishments, uh, what what do you hope to see the county um, succeed in doing in the upcoming year? I I love that question because it's a uh, uh, one that I can be more positive about. <laughs> I don't I feel like I'm making excuses or you know get the get the violin out for the sympathy <laughs> song or something on the other question. But this one I, I'm excited. We have so many things planned. Um, we're going to start uh, very soon with uh, a board retreat where I'm hoping we're going to get some more definition and direction, um, both from the citizenry, but directly from the board, um, both from, I should say, the citizenry and the board, and specifically from the board of what do you want us to do? Where do you, how, how do you want the community to be? We have to really consider population growth mm -hmm. and the capacities. And those visionary things come from the elected board and then they go down through the staff to help us make decisions. Um, you know, are we going to ever expand our utilities? Are we never gonna expand our utilities? I, I wanna hear more from the board and I would encourage the citizens to be telling their board members what they think about that. And we are going to be asking the citizens uh, for specific input on visions they have for the county very soon. Um, progress on page site is high on the list too. Um, that one is less in our control as far as actions that the staff or the government does, but I'd love to see it happen next year that we have either, um, uh, a sale 
or the county has a development plan and we know what we're doing there and we can start to, uh, it, I'm sure it's gonna be a multi-year development whenever it does happen, but to, to get on that path. Um, I'm also interested in more long range budgeting. I mentioned last year when doing the capital budget, you know, we're asking for these same things year after year after year, and we never have enough money. And at some point, we either need to put more money into it or take the things off the list sure. and realize we're not going to have them. And I'd like to be thinking about 10 years. It's hard to go beyond that because we just don't know what's going to happen with technology and, and other things. But from a budgeting perspective, if we know we need to have uh, a new structure or something constructed, um, we can think out as far as 10 years and start the saving for it or start the work towards it. And um, I, I would love for our government to be less reactionary and more uh, proactive in our planning. I, I've also, I've had a couple meetings in 2022 and I'm looking forward to uh, the topic being explored more um, as far as housing goes. Um, we have nonprofits that are in the business of helping people either obtain housing or improve their housing. Um, the federal government plays a role, the state government plays a role, and the local government really doesn't have much of a role in this. I, I think we can work more in partnership Years ago, we had a community development block grant that helped homes uh, on the Indian Road area. Um, I think it's time to look at other avenues for housing and also to study, again, thinking about our capacity and how, how big is Gloucester ever going to grow and, and how do we like keep it from getting too busy and you know uh, too many people. But as we plan for that, do we need more apartments? Do we need more townhouses? Do we need more single family homes? Or, you know, what's the market and how do we help? Um, I mean, the, the market kind of drives what's gonna happen. Obviously people who wanna make money are following these things a whole lot more than the government is, but the government does have a role in zoning and also sometimes in incentives. Um, for example, I've been reading about a couple of locations that are offering incentives for people who fix up dilapidated homes mm -hmm. so that they waive their taxes or waive a percentage. I'm really interested in seeing something, you know, programs like that and if they're applicable here, because I think we have the majority of our county is living paycheck to paycheck. And uh, many, many homes were built here in the 1980s. Yes. Well, at 2023, those 1980s homes, if they need to be renovated and, you know, some people have kept up, other people haven't kept mm -hmm. up and um, how they're able to do that. Some people, again, can't. And, you know, they may be 50 years older than they were. That's right. <laughs> they have the physical abilities, not, not to mention the, the financial. So I think looking at creative ways that we can keep our housing up. Um, we all know what it's like to drive through and see a community where houses are all falling down. Yeah. And when we had so many houses built in the same era, mm -hmm. you can see a change from what I mean, I remember <laughs> moving here in 1986. I remember what it looked like to what those same homes look like now. Yeah. Very changes. 
There's also going to be uh, a lot of business growth that um, it's not really the government's role, you know, that's again, that's what, you know, people are in for capitalism and all, mm-hmm. but we want to be the efficient uh, workers who are assisting people we're we're carrying out things as quickly as we can with inspections and other state code, uh, state and local code requirements. So uh, we, we want to embrace and endorse that. And I think uh, seeing some of the construction that's going on right now, people are, are very, uh, um, supportive. Uh, I think it was the first day that Chipotle opened up. They had the, the uh, line going all the way around the whole structure. Big, so, exciting day. Yeah, for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And and if I can, Quentin, just kind of, um, I know I, I obviously um, doing a lot of talking, but one of the things that, um, that I feel very positive about and that I would like to maybe leave as a final message um, goes back to uh, a citizen who I uh, hold very dear in my heart, who passed away in 2022. She had moved from Gloucester to Maine, but Margaret Parrott, who yes. uh, many of the uh, old time residents will remember, um, she was known for a saying about pride in place. And whether it was dealing with litter or historic preservation or conservation, you know, art, all kinds of things. It was, how do we feel about our community? And I'm very proud of Gloucester, but as a uh, perfectionist, I'm never done. So I'd like to see improvements. And um, I also want others to feel as good about the community and and love their home, kind of the uh, the old Beach Boys, be true to your school uh, <laughs> feeling that, you know, love our county and this is a special place to live. So the, the, as you are very well aware of from your department, um, we're working on a a new logo for the county and we'll be having some additional marketing and I, and I, and we were working very hard on civic engagement. Yes. And I would say uh, our transparency, I mean, you know, we're required by law, but we try to do well above what the law says because this, it comes down to as far as the government and the citizens all being one, we're on the same team. We're, and um, I, I would love to see our community openly take pride in the county and everybody helped for eliminating litter and making the, the, the community look as good as it can and volunteering to help others, things like that. And from the government's perspective, to for the citizenry to know that we have their their best interests at heart. It's not me. It's every all of us collectively. We do, and um, sometimes maybe give the benefit of the doubt to government. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of jokes about you know how many employees does it take to do this or that, or the government's always trying to take my money and things. Yeah. You know, it's kind of we are the government, sort of like yeah. we are the people. We, for the most part, I mean. You know, well more than half, I think it was 70% or something like that, are Gloucester residents. That's right. And, um, you know, we love our community and and we pay taxes and um, we just want everybody to feel good about where they where they live. And it's not perfect, <laughs> but uh, let's make it the best that we can all together collectively. Absolutely. And I don't think we can end on a higher note than that. Um, and we touched, you know, there, there's so many things uh, that just we we scratched the surface of today. But um, Carol, you're planning on putting together a state of the county address where you're going to go more 
in depth into some of these um, topics. Uh, and that is expected to be available on the week of January 9th. Um, that'll be available on our website, um, on our cable channels, and um, be shared through social media. So if if you're interested in learning more about some of the topics that we talked about today, please um, be sure to check that out. Um, again, it'll be available the week of uh, January 9th. Carol, thank you so much for your time and um, and your energy. And uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap things up today? Uh, no, I just, again, thank you for the program. And uh, we appreciate feedback and uh, comments from the public. So please let us know what you're thinking. Absolutely. Thanks again, Carol. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.